Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty. My soul thirsts this morning, Lord. Father, thank you for a beautiful day to come into your presence. Thank you for the blessing of knowing you as my Father, of knowing you as King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you for the privilege, Lord, to worship you this morning. Father, be glorified. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Father, you are the master of the entire universe. You are the ancient of days, Lord. You are the hope of the whole world, the hope of the nations. Father, be glorified this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Scripture says that you uphold all things by the word of your power. Father, there is none that can be compared to you. None can love like you do. None is as powerful as you are. None, no one is as holy, holy, righteous, faithful as you are. Be glorified again this morning in the precious name of Jesus. Father, as we come into your presence this beautiful morning, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us again. As we read your word, we ask, Lord, help us to learn in your presence and cause your name to be glorified once again in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Morphe Eyenike. Let's continue our reading, a reading of the Bible. We stopped on John chapter 11. So today we take two chapters. We take John chapter 12 and 13. John chapter 12 and 13. I say big thank you once again to everyone who has diligently has stayed, has stayed with me as we re- we've read through the book of the Bible. All right. John chapter 12, Jesus anointed at Bethany. Quite an interesting read, okay? Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from incense, incense of nard. And she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. 
not that he cared for the poor he was a thief and since he was in charge of the disciples money he often stole some for himself Jesus replied leave her alone she did this in preparation for my burial you will always have the poor among you but you will not always have me okay physically anyway Jesus meant physically today of course Jesus is with us still with us through the Holy Spirit verse 9 says when all the people heard of Jesus' arrival they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus the man Jesus had raised from the dead you see that this was why people were flocking to see Jesus have you seen anyone raised from the dead before majority of them had never okay so this was the contention the problem the Pharisees the Pharisees and, and the elders of religious law and the teachers had at least at least four problems with Jesus number one was that he was claiming to be the son of God which meant that he was claiming to be God number two was that he was doing miracles on the Sabbath number three is that you know uh, he had he was eating them where it hurt Remember when he chased, chased the uh, the traders and sellers out of out of the temple, okay? Chased them out of the temple. In other words, they were not making as much money anymore, okay? And this was the last one, okay? This was the last one. Um, there was no way to contend to contest with this, okay? So they had already settled. They were going to kill him. But if there was one thing that was their grievance, it was that he was claiming to be the son of God. Okay? So, the leading priest decided to kill, they, they decided to kill Lazarus too. Verse 10. Yes, Lazarus, the evidence that the power, the miraculous signs that this man is doing is evidence that God was the, is the one that sent him. They decided to kill Lazarus too. Since for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. So they were contesting with Jesus, eh? popularity-wise. So that's the fourth one. Okay? Because Jesus was becoming more popular than themselves. Remember that they tried to tempt John with this thing. When they went to John and told him, John, ha, you are sitting here. The man that you baptized a few days ago or a few months ago is becoming more popular. In fact, he's baptizing more people than you. What are you going to do? Maybe you, you know Herod is your Herod likes you, right? Herod is your friend. Go and report him to Herod. You know, John could have fallen for me for, for it. But John, John knew. Remember in John. Book, this book of John, the, the John the Baptist already said that I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. John knew his purpose was to prepare the way for the Messiah. So John told them, did I not tell you that I must decrease as he is increasing? Nobody gave. 
Anyway, not that they didn't give them the syllabus. They refused. They were contesting in popularity with Jesus. He says, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. Next, the next day, the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city. A large crowd of Passover visitors took palm branches and went down the road to meet him. They shouted, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hail to the King of Israel. Okay, so this is what they will now go go to the Pharisees to go and accuse Jesus of of Jesus of. Okay, so what the crowd was just trying to do was okay, they know what the Old Testament have said about the Messiah when he comes. Psalm 1. 118 verse 25 and 26 Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 15 for, for example all talks about the king of Israel okay uh, returning back to Jerusalem it says Jesus found a young donkey a young donkey and rode on it fulfilling the prophecy that said don't be afraid people of Jerusalem look your king is coming Riding on a donkey's court. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Okay? So, you see how Jesus was just fulfilling prophecy right, left, and center. Okay? I'm telling you, more than 100 prophecies Jesus fulfills as, you know, he, his, his, his triumphant entry, his eventual trial, his eventual a death on the cross and then his final resurrection more than a hundred prophecies jesus fulfills he says look your king is coming riding on a donkey donkey's court his disciples didn't understand at the time that this was a fulfillment of prophecy but after jesus entered into his glory they remembered what had happened and realized that these things had been written about him. Many in the crowd had seen Jesus call Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. In other words, you could not convince them that this man did not have, at least did not have power. <laughs> the power of God is undoubted. At least, this man is powerful. He has to be a prophet. So many in the crowd as seen Jesus called Lazarus from the tomb, raising him from the dead. And they were telling others about it. That was the reason so many went out to meet him because they had heard about his miraculous sign. That was how all oh, the majority that were there were just there. Eh? Let me go and see Lazarus. Let me go and see the man that had been dead for four days. That was why the majority of them had come. Since then, the Pharisees said to each other, There's nothing we can do. Look, everyone has gone after him. Hmm? Popularity contest. Eh? When you begin to compare yourself against other people, I'm telling you, you are setting a dangerous tra trap for yourself. A trap that the the enemy, the devil, will soon get to snap against your feet. 
okay as you begin to get into fights next let's look at jesus jesus predicts his death from verse 20 some greeks who had come to jerusalem from from the passover celebration paid a visit to philip he was from bethsaida in galilee they said sir we want to meet jesus we want to see jesus philip told andrew about it 22 and they went together to ask jesus jesus replied now the time has come for the son of man to enter into his glory now just imagine what happened the greek eh so in god's eyes everyone the people of the world are divided into just two israel as a nation and then the gentile world okay so israel one and then the gentile world comprises of everyone else everyone else jews and gentiles okay so when the greeks eh, began to come to him not because they recognized him as the son of god because of the miracles okay when they began to come to him jesus knew that it was time up time up hmm? time up it's time to go um, how many people would have done that this was the time to become more popular this was the time to make even more money right <laughs> jesus didn't do that he wasn't interested in popularity context or money jesus replied now the time has come for the son of man to enter into his glory i tell you the truth unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone but its death will produce many many new kernels a plentiful harvest of new lives unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies it remains alone those who love their life jesus says verse 25 in this world will lose it will guaranteed those who love their lives in this world will lose it and those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity anyone who wants to serve me must follow me hmm? because my servant must be where i am listen on these are strong strong spiritual statement i'm telling you jesus is saying anyone who wants to serve me must follow me do you want to serve jesus are you a child of god jesus says you must follow me you must follow me no one else don't follow anyone else don't follow popularity don't follow anything else follow me he said because my servant must be where i am and the father will honor anyone who serves me says my now my soul my soul is deeply troubled verse 27 should i pray father save me from this hour but this is the very reason i came father bring glory to your name wow in other words it wasn't easy to go to the cross so it wasn't easy if there was anything okay that was difficult for jesus to do it wasn't even the beating it wasn't even the you know uh, the trial and everything they put him through spit on his face and everything no 
it was separation from his father that was the problem. He says, now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? <laughs> In fact, if there's one question I want to ask Jesus, <laughs> when we get to heaven, hey, <laughs> hey, Jesus, if you had prayed, what would have happened? <laughs> but thank God. <laughs> oh, God, if you had prayed, uh, I think God would have answered him, even though this is the reason why he came. I don't know. I don't know. So let me not use my human little mind to, to try and comprehend what God would have done. He says, but this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name. And I will do so again. When the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder. While others declared an angel had spoken to him. Then Jesus told them, the voice was for your benefit. You see that? Not mine. Many times Jesus did this. Not that that is the template. This is the only way it should be. No, remember even at Lazarus' tomb, Jesus raised his voice. Jesus clarified that it was because of the people. He didn't need to raise, raise his voice. Okay? Usually we just pray in quiet and things will, you will just see things happening. Okay? Again here, he says that the voice was for your benefit, not mine. Okay? So it doesn't mean God will always be speaking like this. Or for you to be looking for God to speak to you like this. No. He says the time for judging this world has come. When Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. Everyone. Everyone. You see, when some people are saying that only some people, you know, God only paid the price. Jesus only paid the price for some people. It's not scriptural. God only has mercy on some people. It's not scriptural. He has mercy on all of us. He says, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this uh, to indicate how he was going to die. The crowd responded, we understood from scripture that the Messiah will live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? <laughs> can you imagine? They had come to see the Son of Man. They didn't know who he was. He said, who, just who is this Son of Man anyway? You also see the big mistake here. Eh? They are looking for the spectacular. Eh? The Son of Man will, will, will not die. <laughs> so how can you say this son of man will die? We know. Scripture says that this son of man will live forever. So that is what the, the Messiah that the Jewish nation is still looking, looking for. Jesus replied, My light will shine for you just a little longer. Yes. Walk in the light while you can. So the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the, in the darkness cannot see where they are going. Put your trust in the light while there is still time. Then you will become children of the light. He was talking to the Jews, okay? The Jewish nation. This, it was not intended, was, this was intended for those who were listening to him. Okay? Not for, not for us. Jesus is available. Eh? <laughs> 
is but a a hair breadth away call on me i'm telling you call on him he will answer you this morning he says jesus told them put your trust in the light while there is there is still time then you will become children of the light after saying these things jesus went away and was hidden from them just look at the unbelief of the people but despite all the miraculous signs jesus had done most of the people still did not believe in him even after seeing lazarus after seeing the man that had been born blind receive his sight back, back many people, many people still did not believe in him. So, telling you, if you try to build a movement, your church, just on signs and wonders, okay, people are very fickle. He says, This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our, our message, to whom as the Lord, as the Lord revealed His powerful arms, Isaiah chapter 50, 53, verse one, who has believed our message, verse thirty nine. But the people couldn't couldn't believe, for as Isaiah also said, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that their eyes cannot see, and that their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me. And have me heal them. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 10. You see how Jesus is fulfilling scripture right, left, and center. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did not believe in him, however, uh, uh, did not believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for, sorry. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue, for they loved human praise more than the praise of God. What a tragedy. Huh? They loved human praise more than the praise of God. Jesus shouted to the crowds, if you trust me, you are trusting not only in me, but also God who, who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. Did you hear that? Hey, this is as true today as it was on the day Jesus was saying it. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. Hmm? I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me but don't obey me. For it says, Let me read it again because a lot of people do not understand that the reason why they will go to hell is because they rejected Jesus. Not because uh, I didn't go to church, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. No. Jesus says, 47, I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Did you read that in your Bible? <laughs> I am not going to judge people because they couldn't keep the law. That's what Jesus is saying. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save, to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me 
and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. Eh? It is rejection that will send people to hell. I pray you will not go to hell in the mighty name of Jesus. Let me let me rush now. Uh, you will be judged on the judgment uh, on the day of judgment by the truth I have I have spoken. I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me, whatever te- the Father tells me to say. Okay, let's move on to John chapter 13. And we will be through with this shortly. Jesus washes his disciples' feet. This one used to cause a big problem. Should we continue washing our feet, washing our feet today? Even some churches practice this, feet washing. But let's learn and let's understand how this applies to us today in the New Testament. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his heart had come to leave this world and return to his Father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Uh, Jesus <clears throat> knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with towel and with the towel he had around him. Remember, remember verse 1. It says, and now he loved them to the very end. He was demonstrating his love again more than ever for them, but was telling them to demonstrate this love for one another. Hmm? He says that then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came to Simon, to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. Un- you will. No, Peter protested. You will never ever wash my feet, Jesus replied. Unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. <laughs> and Jesus is not saying that washing of feet is equal to salvation, no. <laughs> That's not what Jesus is saying. Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands my hands and head as well. Lord, not just my feet. Jesus replied, a person who has baited all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you. Okay? Jesus is not saying that washing of feet is what makes us clean spiritually. That's not what he's saying. For Jesus knew who would betray him and that is what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. After washing their feet, he put, because it will make, it will give clarity to what he is doing. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to watch each other's feet. 
serve one another. That's what Jesus is saying. In other words, love one another. He says, you ought to watch each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. An example to follow. Do as I have done to you. An example to follow. The question is, what does washing of feet mean where you are? Listening to me. What does washing of feet mean? So, in those days, in, in the Eastern culture where this happened, when someone is coming from outside, everywhere is so dry, usually, you know, they are dusted, dusted and, and dirty. So, the, the proper thing when a guest, remember when Jesus went to the house of Simon the Pharisees and he told him, I came in, you didn't even give me water to wash my hands and wash my feet, but this woman that came in has been washing them with, and cleaning them with her tears and her, and her hair, you know. So that was the proper thing. It was, you, you were showing courtesy, respect and love for someone. When you, when you did that, Jesus was asking them to do the same with one another. He was not saying it was going to be the same in every culture. Because for those of us in Africa, for example, we don't have that. So how do we wash each other's feet? It is about serving one another. Serving one another. So I don't know what that means in the culture where you are. But Jesus is saying, do as I have done. Let the one who claims to be the most senior serve the junior. Yes, watch each other's feet. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Hallelujah. Okay? So Jesus predicts his betrayal. Next, I'm not saying these things to all of you. I know the ones I have chosen. But this fulfills the scripture that says, The one who eats my food has turned against me. Psalm 41 verse 9. The one who eats my food has turned against me. I tell you this beforehand so that when it happens, you will believe that I am, in capital letter again, the Messiah. I tell you the truth, anyone who welcomes my messenger is welcoming me. And anyone who welcomes me is welcoming the Father who sent me. Now Jesus was deeply troubled and he exclaimed, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at each other, wondering whom he could mean. The disciple Jesus loved was sitting next to Jesus at the table. The disciple Jesus loved is John. He was sitting next to Jesus at the table. Simon Peter motioned to him to ask who he is talking about. So that so that disciple leaned over to Jesus and asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus responded, It is the one to whom I give the bread I dip in the bowl. And when he had dipped it, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. When Judas had eaten the bread, <laughs> Satan entered into him. Then Jesus told him, hurry and do what you are going to do. It is not the bread oh, eh, <laughs> that made Judas go and do what he wanted to do. Judas always wanted to do that. He had been looking for an opportunity to do it. Jesus just told him, go and do what you have always been planning. None of the other others at the table knew what Jesus meant. Since, since Judas was their treasurer, 
Some thought Jesus was telling him to go and pay for the food or to give some money to the poor. So Judas left at once, going out into the night. Next, Jesus predicts Peter's denial. As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the he will give his own glory to the son and he will do so at once hmm wow dear children i will be with you only a little longer and as i told the jewish leaders you will search for me but you can't come where i am going so now i am going i am giving you a new commandment love each other just as i have loved you you should love each other your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Simon Peter asked, what, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you can't go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why? Why can't I come now? Lord, he asked, I'm ready to die for you. Jesus answered, die for me? Hey, hey. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. When we do it, compared with the other writers, we know he said, before the rooster crows two times, you will deny that you even know me. Okay, so let's stop here today. Okay, we completed John chapter 13, but big lessons. Okay, big lessons here. Jesus says that, look, I am giving you a new commandment. And that's why I'm going to stop this morning. I am giving you a new commandment. My commandment is simple. Love one another. That is God's commandment to each one of us this morning. Love one another. This is how you will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So I say to someone, love. Love your neighbor. Love your husband. Love your wife, love your children, love even your enemies, and the Lord will bless you. Father, we say thank you. As we go today, Lord, bless your people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.